0: That's Shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, I'm Kathy Zaka, and I'm your host today for Pure Truth. I want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. And the title of today's episode is A Pivoting Point. Our scripture for today is from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. It says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. All right, a pivoting point. I feel it. I know we are here, but what's next? Where do we go from here? I read a prophetic word on ElijahList.com a few weeks ago that has been weighing on my heart. This prophetic word came from Joe Dawson, and I'll read some of it to you in a little bit. He shares a word about pivoting, but first, I want to talk about what that means. So the definition of pivoting is to turn or to rotate, to completely change the way in which one does something. And I also found this description, which I really liked. It says pivoting is a sudden shift in strategy to assure successful execution. I like that. That is where we're at. We have to pivot to get ourselves into position for the sudden shift in strategy that will assure our successful execution, right? We have to do it. We have to make it happen. We have to turn to the Lord who will lead us in this very real battle of good versus evil. We have to awaken to see what has been happening. And now we are at a crucial pivoting point. The only other option is to just let evil have its way. But we know we can't continue going down the same road that we've been traveling on. because it hasn't worked. We tried. We've put up some little fights along the way, but it didn't work. We have made a mess of things. Some of us were totally committed to just letting things be and just ignoring the things that are going on around us. I am so guilty of this. I went to church, stayed in my little lane, all while trying to protect my children from the craziness of the world. But it kept getting worse. Okay, fine. My husband and I decided at that point that we should homeschool our children. I did that until they graduated. We got very involved with our church and the youth group. We have great memories from that time. We did what we could in our own home to teach our children about the Lord, which will absolutely go a long way in their adult lives. I have no regrets about that. But what I didn't see or pay attention to during that time is the entire world seemed to turn really dark. I avoided it at all costs. I wanted nothing to do with the evil that was all around us, and over the past decade or so, it just kept getting worse and worse. And now, here we are. We are in a hot mess. And like so many others, I was asleep that whole time. I questioned some things, but mostly just turned a blind eye to all the nonsense, and that's what it was to me. It was just crazy nonsense. I thought somebody else would stand up and take care of it. Nope, there may have been a few of us, but not enough of us took a stand to take this evil down. I just wanted to stay in my little bubble and live my life the best I could. But I can't. We can't. The craziness is everywhere we go. We cannot escape it any longer. It's in the movies, in the TV shows we watch. It's all over social media. It's on the news. It's in our schools now. We know our government is way beyond corrupt. It's even in our churches. And what word could I use to sum up what it is? It is is so many things, but the best word that I can come up with to describe it is evil. Evil is in every part of our society and I am so sick of it. And now Christians are being persecuted for standing up to this evil. You see it all the time. You can't tell me we are not dealing with the Antichrist spirit. It's everywhere you turn. There's no point in me talking about how we got here. We did. We're here. And yes, mistakes were made. Could have, would have, should have. Yes to all of that. We should have done more. You know, over the past several years, I've wondered, and I'm sure many of you have also. I've wondered why. Why are we still here? Now that we know some of the things that we know, why are we still in this place? And the bigger question is, how do we get out of it? The short answer is this is way bigger than us. This battle of good versus evil has been happening since Satan was cast out of heaven. And there are things that we still don't know. You know, God has promised many of his prophets that all of the evil will be revealed when it's time. I know that many of us will be shell-shocked when these things come out. But now that I'm awake and aware that we have been lied to for so long, I'm ready to just rip the rest of the band-aid off. Aren't you guys? I mean, don't you want to know? I want to know all of it so we can start moving forward and rebuilding what the enemy has stolen from so many of us. I also know what the Lord has shared with me and other prophets as well, and that is that many of his children are asleep. Many of us are completely unaware of what the enemy has been doing. Many don't know or understand just how far back and how deep this evil goes. I'm thankful, so thankful that more and more people are waking up every single day. This experience will unify the entire world like never before. To untangle the web of deceit and roots the enemy has planted, it takes time. And this is why it's so important for us to trust in God, for He knows things that we don't. The good news is, many of God's children are now awake. They know things aren't right. And they know our current government has been lying to us, not just in the United States, but all around the world. Yes, this evil is worldwide. We have been going down the same path for so long, and sometimes it seems like the easiest thing to do is just to keep going down that path. It's familiar. Sometimes it feels safe. But God has been warning us that the path that we're on, it's headed straight for destruction. We need to pivot. We need to completely change the way in which we do things. We need a sudden shift in strategy to ensure successful execution. The opening scripture that I read at the beginning of this episode is a perfect example of a pivoting point. Let me read Joshua twenty-four, fifteen Again, it says, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Will it be Satan or will it be God? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes, absolutely, Lord. That verse is powerful. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, What will it be? Whom do you choose? We are going to have a year like we have never had before, and many will be confronted with that question. We are at a pivoting point. Which way will we pivot? Continuing down the same path is no longer an option. And I don't know if anyone else feels it, but I do. The atmosphere feels different. It feels like a Kairos moment. Kairos means the appointed time and the purpose of God. At the end of 2023, I felt exhausted, overwhelmed, and frustrated. And I wasn't sure what to expect for 2024. Will it be just like last year? Will it be better? Or will it be worse? And the question on everyone's mind is, how much longer will we have to deal with the lies that never seem to end? But as soon as 2024 rolled around, something shifted. It's as if I know all the promises that God has been speaking to us for the past few years will happen this year. He has promised that the evil will be exposed. He promised that he will reveal truth. He promised all the lies will be revealed. He promised that the enemy would be taken down. He promised us that monumental changes are coming in our favor. He promised us victory and peace. He told us we entered into a new era last year, and it didn't seem like it all throughout the year. But now I feel it. We have entered a new era where the old way of doing things has gone and the new has come. And God will show us what that means as we continue forward. In this new year, it feels like God has been moving and shaking some things in the spirit that have overflowed into the natural. It's a fulfillment of His promises. It's a pivoting point. We must pivot with Him. It's a deep call to listen to our Father's heart, for He is calling us to move and pivot with Him. He is calling us to go deeper with Him, and as He moves, We follow right alongside him. The trajectory that we are currently on will lead us to absolute destruction. How do we change our trajectory? What do we need to do to change the outcome of the enemy completely destroying us? How do we get ourselves out of this mess? We pivot. We turn towards God. We trust that he will guide us through this and that he will get us out of the mess that we made. Pause for a moment and think about what that means. It's going to take all of us to do this. It's another Kairos moment. That is what God has been preparing us for. We need to pivot. It means that we turn in a different direction. Obviously, the road that we are currently on isn't working. So we pivot. We turn. And this means each one of us will need to make some much-needed changes in our life. Some of these changes will be difficult, while others will be easy. We have reached a point that we can no longer ignore. We need to do something or we will lose everything and our children and grandchildren will suffer mightily because of it. I don't want my children to look at me and ask, why didn't you do something about this? Why didn't you do something to stop it? We have reached a critical point in our timeline. How will you respond? Will you pivot or will you keep doing nothing? Let me share the prophetic word that I mentioned earlier from Joe Dawson. And again, I found this on ElijahList.com. And the date was January the 7th of 2024. Joe said, The Lord recently gave me a very powerful prophetic word that I know is for 2024. I was in one of our corporate prayer meetings and the Lord spoke to me and said, Pivoting point. I was immediately reminded of the way a player pivots in the game of basketball. When a player pivots with the ball, they step in the opposite direction of the person that's trying to steal the ball while one of their feet remains stationary. This creates a semicircle effect that gives the player a chance to shift into a new strategy by passing the ball or another chance to shoot the ball while they have it. I believe that this is a prophetic picture of what many people will do in 2024 with God. This will be a year where you will pivot or shift into something new in order to combat delay and move forward in 2024. As I was really praying about this, the Lord reminded me of three instances in the Bible where there were pivoting points in different people's lives. Matthew 28 5 through 6 says the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. This was a powerful pivoting point for two reasons. The first reason was that the enemy thought that he had killed Jesus. The enemy thought that he had taken out the son of God through the cross but Jesus' resurrection put the enemy to shame. What Jesus had actually done through his death, burial, and resurrection was pivot all of creation out of the plan of the enemy and back into the authority of God. The second reason this was a pivoting point could be seen through the disciples and followers of Jesus. They had seen a lot of signs, wonders, and miracles during the time they had been following Jesus, and when he was arrested and killed, many of them believed that the foreign government and the enemy had won. However, as they saw the empty tomb and became witnesses of his resurrection, they encountered a pivoting point where they began to realize the power of what Jesus had just done. This was the great pivoting point in the history of humanity. Genesis 12:1 through 3 says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. In this passage, Abram came to a pivoting point in his life. God called him out into the unknown and to forsake his earthly inheritance that was to come to him through his natural father, leaving it all behind in order to step into God's promises. I can imagine how difficult it must have been for Abram to go to his wife and tell her, Look, honey, I heard from God and we're supposed to leave everything we have, leave my father's house and go with him so that he can make us a great nation and bless the whole world through us. And I imagine his wife would have responded with something like this. Okay, Abram, where are we going? And then Abram would have to tell her, well, I don't know. (laughs) I can't imagine that it was an easy conversation. I'm sure it was even more difficult to actually do it. However, Abram said yes to God and God fulfilled every single promise that he'd ever given to him far greater than even Abram had imagined for himself. I believe in this new year, God may call some of you the way he did Abram. God may call you outside of your comfort zone, out of everything that you've ever known in order to do great things for his kingdom. The question is, will you say yes? Will you pivot? In Genesis 47, Joseph and his family came to a pivoting point where they had to choose how they would move forward. They went to Pharaoh, and because of the favor that was on Joseph, they were given the land of Goshen to dwell in, which did not experience famine or tribulation like the rest of the land around it did. Genesis 47:27 says, Now the Israelites settled in Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and were fruitful and increased greatly in number. So even though it seemed strange for his family to settle there initially, because they were obedient to the Lord, they flourished there for many years and were kept from famine and disaster. Many people reason themselves out of listening to the voice of God with their natural minds and then experience ruin later on and wonder why. More often than not, what God asks you to do will make little to no sense in the natural. Boy, have I been there. However, when we are obedient and walk by faith, not by sight, then we are aligning ourselves with God's blessing and favor for our lives. So I want to encourage you. Pivot when God calls you to pivot. Do not hesitate and do not become trapped by your natural mind. Instead, resolve to trust God with everything in your life and be quick to obey his voice. When you do this, you will experience abundance, favor, and blessing like you've never known. 2024 will be a pivoting point. That's where we're at, guys. God is always moving, and he is looking for those who will position themselves with him in faith and obedience. This is going to be a great year. I believe this is a crucial year which will be foundational for many people in order to prepare for greater things coming in the years ahead. All of the things, and this is still Joe Dawson talking, all of the things that I am currently doing were all born out of a place of pivoting with God. Almost everything that my family and I are doing are things that were never even on our radar to do before. However, we said yes to God, and He took us at our word. God has time and time again done more than we could have ever dreamed with our obedience. And my friends, God will do the same for you as you pivot with him. That's good. That prophetic word encouraged me so much. Joe and his family pivoted with God, and he was blessed because he said yes. We need to say yes, Lord. We need to pivot to get into position so God can lead us into the land of Goshen where we will prosper. And I like the examples he used. When Jesus was crucified on the cross and he rose again, and then he left them to go be with the Father. His disciples had to pivot. They were walking every day side by side with Jesus. And then he was gone, sitting at the right hand of God. His disciples had to pivot in a different way to continue preaching the gospel. And then there was Abraham. God asked him to pick up and leave everything he had ever known to go where? Abraham didn't know, but he said yes. He chose to pivot, to turn from everything that was familiar to him and follow God. And what about Joseph and his family? They had to decide if they wanted to stay in the land that they lived in or move to Goshen. They chose Goshen. They trusted in the Lord and were blessed because of it. And I also want to give a couple more examples. There was Noah. God asked him to build an ark because he was coming to flood the earth. That was not on Noah's bucket list of items he wanted to do. He probably never even had this thought in his head until the Lord asked him to do it. But he pivoted. He turned towards the Lord and trusted that God would guide him through it. And the Lord did. Let's talk about Saul of Tarsus. He changed his name to Paul. He showed a tremendous pivot when he converted to a disciple of Jesus on the road to Damascus. All of these examples are of people that made huge adjustments in their lives, and yet the Lord guided them unfailingly as we believe he will do for us today. We must continue to grow our faith that is always pivoting toward total trust in God. He can see what's up ahead. He knows the future. And he sees the obstacles that will try and harm or stop us from what we're supposed to do. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. God knows. And so we must pivot. We must turn always towards him. And I want to share a powerful encounter that I had with the Lord a couple of weeks ago. And he also gave me an encouraging word that I'll share. This was on January the 28th of 2024. As I was praying and worshiping this morning, I saw a really long hallway. And I began walking down this hallway, and I could see a tiny light at the end of the hallway. But as I was walking, the light seemed to grow further and further away, and it actually looked like the hallway was growing longer. So I began to run, desperate to get to the end of the hallway, desperate to get to that tiny little light. But the more I ran... The further away, the light seemed to be. I slowed down and noticed that there were doors on both the left and right sides of this hallway. And on the left, I noticed little black boxes sitting right in front of the doors. I also noticed that there were no black boxes in front of the doors on the right. There was actually nothing there, it was just the doors. These boxes on the left felt like little warning signs, and I knew I needed to use caution. It was just something I knew in my spirit. And at first, I ignored these boxes and I kept going, still focused on that tiny little light at the end of the hallway. Seeing that I wasn't getting any closer, I finally gave up and stopped in front of one of the doors to my left. I picked up the small black box that was in front of it and I opened it. There was a note inside that said, open the door. I felt a strong pull, like someone was forcing or controlling me to open it. I gave in to that feeling and I opened the door. And I saw people laughing and having a great time. I wanted to go inside, but something, something inside of me stopped me. So instead, I stood at the door and I watched. I began to notice that things were not as I originally thought. I could see that some were having a good time, while others were gazing off into space. Some people were passed out, and I realized that it definitely wasn't a normal party. I then saw things that immediately made me jump back, and so I closed the door. I moved on to the next door. There was another black box. I picked it up, but this time I didn't open it, and knew that if I opened it or the door in front of me, I would regret it. So I knew in my spirit that it was evil. I dropped the black box and I kept walking. I felt a dark foreboding, and the further I went, the darker it felt. The pull was strong to open more of these doors on the left. The curiosity overwhelmed me, and I had to fight the urge over and over again, but something inside of me told me not to do it. I then noticed the doors on the right again. Like I said earlier, there were no objects in front of them. They were just doors. I kept walking, trying to get a sense of what was beyond those doors. I didn't feel any evil or the darkness that I had felt earlier with the doors on the opposite side. Instead, I felt peace, and I just let that settle over me. I finally stopped at one of the doors and turned to stand in front of it. With courage, I boldly opened the door, and I saw Jesus standing there with his arms outstretched before him. I ran through the open door and straight into his arms, and I knew I had made the right choice. And it was clearly a choice. I had to pivot. I had to turn towards God Instead of going down that hallway, continuing on to what I don't know, but I had to turn towards God, which is the opposite direction of evil. I could have pivoted towards evil and stayed there, but I wanted nothing to do with it. So I walked away from it. That's what the Lord is asking us to do, to pivot towards him, to turn in the right direction towards him, to get off that same path that we've been on for so long that it seems to have no ending. To choose not to have anything to do with Satan and his evil, wicked ways. God's been preparing us for this moment. A pivoting point. It's time to make a decision. This is where we are at now. At this crucial moment in time. A pivoting point. I made my choice as soon as I ran straight into the arms of Jesus. My vision then ended, and I continued to worship the Lord. And I knew he had a word he wanted to share, so I waited. After a while, he invited me to heaven, and I immediately found myself standing in his garden. I love going to his garden. It's so beautiful. We went to sit on a bench in his garden that was surrounded by beautiful flowers. I once again took note of the colors of these flowers. They were vibrant and unlike any color that I've ever seen here on earth. The peace I felt was absolutely amazing. It fully enveloped me, and I was thankful for this time with my Savior. And he said, We have reached the tipping point. And as more truths come out and lies are revealed, things will begin to make sense. The confusion will begin to dissipate and many people will pivot. They will turn away from the enemy. They will turn away from the things that kept them in bondage for my truth will set them free. There is nothing that is going to be revealed in the days and months ahead that I don't already know about. I know all of what the enemy has been doing. And to reach the point that you are at now, a pivoting point, it has taken time. It has been difficult, and many of my children have suffered. But we are here now. And once the lies are revealed, you will understand why it has taken this long, and you will see how deeply many of you were deceived. Some of my children have already pivoted. They are standing in front of the door on the right, but they are not sure if they should open it. They want to know if it's the right door. They want to know if I will really be there when they open it. Some even think that they don't deserve what will happen if they open the door. My children, listen to my voice. When you pivot towards me, you have made the right choice. Open the door. Step through it, and you will encounter me, and I will welcome you with open arms. If you are waiting for an invitation, this is it. Open the door. I am there and I am waiting just for you. I recognize and see that you have awakened and I see that you have pivoted away from the enemy. You have made the right choice and I will remove the shackles, the chains, and the burdens that you have been holding on to. I will guide you into freedom and you will never regret the choice you have made. If you need encouragement to pivot, this is it. Turn towards me and I will show you my love. I accept you just as you are. You are worth more than all the most precious jewels in the world. I created you, and I know your worth. Let me show you. You are worthy of being loved, and you matter more than you will ever know. Come, I am here, waiting for you, always. Thank you, Jesus. For your encouraging words. So thankful, Lord. What comes next for us is vital to how this will play out. Change is never easy, but at this point, what do we have to lose? If we don't do something, we will continue down that path that leads us to complete destruction. I don't want that for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I choose to pivot, to turn towards God, to trust in Him. I have faith that He will honor my choice. And even though I don't know exactly what that looks like, what He needs me or wants me to do, I know that He'll guide me. He will continue to prepare me for the changes that are coming, and He'll do the same for each one of you. We have been seeking God's help. His remnant has been praying for a breakthrough, and it's coming in a big way this year. I believe that we will see a lot of good things this year, and I believe that we will see a lot of bad things this year. But no matter what happens, I choose to pivot and follow God wherever He wants to take us, because I know it's better than what we have right now. When you make the choice to pivot, God will provide everything that you need. It really is that simple. If you don't know what to do or what He wants you to do, just ask Him. He will provide what you need, and you will never regret the choice you made. We can't stay in the same place that we're at now. We can't keep running down the same path that leads us to destruction. We can't keep detouring onto the other paths that Satan is constantly trying to coerce us onto. These paths are a distraction from what God has for you. Choose to pivot and turn completely in the opposite direction of Satan and watch God Pour out his blessings over you and your loved ones. More and more people have awakened. They are pivoting and God sees it. He sees us turning towards him and together we will overcome the enemy because you have chosen to pivot towards God. Amen. All right, guys, it's time to close and I hope this word encouraged you. I'm so excited to see what God's going to do this year as we continue to pivot towards him. And I'll close with this scripture from 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 11 through 12. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power, he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. And I will post any of the links that I mentioned earlier in the notes section of this episode. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews that we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you. So please email us at Pure Truth Podcast 3 that's the number three, at gmail.com. And please visit our websites. My website is kathyzaka.com. Laura's website is laurapotter.us. And Susan's website is susanoffin.com. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time, your favorite podcaster, Kathy. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production.